Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Squad Games Podcast, the only podcast where we like to roll dice and hear ourselves talk. I'm Giacomo, and with me is Dakota. Dakota, what are you eating today? I'm eating some Blue Diamond Bold Wasabi and Soy Sauce, and I have a little bit of Soleil to go along with it. Soleil, what's the flavor you have? I got the Cranberry Raspberry. I got a Tangerine. Rolling dice. Nice. we like to talk and roll dice. And hear ourselves talk. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing headphones, though. So I can't quite hear myself talk. No, not yet. Sorry. Not in the other traditional sense. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of my unenhanced body parts, let's talk about some enhanced body parts. Sound. Oh, I'm, I'm so down to Space Marines. Yes. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> I was thinking we were, we were going a different direction today. <laughs> no, no, we're going with modified Space Marines. Okay. Because just about a week ago, GW dropped another team for everybody for they free. Did. Yeah, with the extra the three gene seeds. Yeah, on the community <laughs> on the community <laughs> website, which is pretty cool, along with the free rules download, the modified version. Yeah. So that's it's that's, like their year anniversary. They're trying to reach more more people. You they know? want more people to play Kill Team. It's quite exciting because this past week we've got or last week we should say when they're releasing all of this stuff, we got so much information. We got stuff about they released the the Gallo Dark, Into the Dark, Battle on Warhammer Plus. They released the Kill Team Annual information. They released the Intercession Squad uh, along with the free rules. It's, I think it was like free light. It's not like the full core rules, but it's like enough to play version. the game. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You could totally play with these. Oh, yeah. Quite excited because I did some orc manifestation actually with Giacomo the day before at work. We were sitting there and we were both talking about how they could make the intercessor squad. And we literally talked for like an hour and a whole lunch break. And our boss was like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. <laughs> like, I'm trying to listen to you guys, but you guys are, you know, love you, Mac daddy. All right, moving on from there. But we literally, I literally talked about it. And the only thing that they didn't do that pretty much I said, well, they added the whole double shoot and double double fight, which I did not think. I, I didn't think that was going to be a I thing. I just thought was it was going to be a stratagem. Yeah. The thing that I was saying was like, they needed added a grenadier. They already have the the shotgun dude. I was like, it'd be cool if they added a hell blaster, but I didn't think they would. No, that's that was, I was really reaching out there. Yeah. And then the, the last thing that I thought that they should add, which I still think they could have was be a close combat specialist. Right. Specialist. Besides just a grenadier, like a duelist would be cool. Yeah. Like an actual full on like guy with double chain swords or a chain sword and a knife, you know, or something like that. I thought that would be pretty cool to add to the team. Absolutely. Before we get into that, what have you been working on? So I am still working on the Eldar for the team tournament. Team tournament coming up for Las Vegas Open. Yes. I'm also starting to paint my veteran guard again for Strategicon. Nice. That's coming uh, up. Yeah, that's coming up uh, for Kill Team. That should be fun. At uh, the beginning of the month, which we, which we will be there. Yeah, and if you listen to our Beer in it episode, you know he's going to be there too. Mm -hmm, which is the episode right before this. Right before this. What else have I been working on? Uh, a lot. Of the stream last last time we did the stream, which this might be two times before, uh, depending on when this one releases. But uh, our audio went haywire. It kind of exploded. No idea what happened, but it was uh, it was terrible. We had three great episodes, 
And then this one was just a nightmare. It so, felt like getting bodied by someone who plays a better army. Zinch, Zinch, Zinch did not <laughs> want it to happen. So um, it was the first time that Saya was not in in I think in the recordings other than our, our very first one. So yeah, we had our we had she our was Mitchell. she was she was uh, casting her spells, making it go bad. Right? She's like, I want these guys to stop talking yeah. so I can sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. So doing that, the terrain, this past weekend, I drove a, a lot all over L.A. looking for more Kill Team players, helping out with uh, Hammer and Wrath with their trophies, making a new dice tray that I'm going to shortly show off. Quite a few things. I so. do like it. It's growing on me the more I look at it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's really pretty. It is. So, so there's, there's, I've been doing quite a lot. Uh, and then they dropped this, and then, of course, uh, I went out and bought my wife is really into angels of death mm-hmm. so we bought her uh the full intercession squad uh so she can put them together as blood angels radical yeah and uh going from there you know so quite quite exciting what about you jock what have you been up to well i've just been working more on my phobos and as soon as i saw the intercession squad i immediately went to a bit store and bought the grenadier arms and i'm pretty sure you bought i got a second pair for you yeah because if this is anything, if this team becomes as any good as like, or just the desire to play them, and there's not enough of that one single bit, like you don't really need it. But if you want to just like show off, like this is the guy, you need those bits. Oh, yeah. So I immediately bought those bits. Just like I'm not losing this. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I went on today, and all of the special weapons for every bit store on eBay is gone. Really? There's no thunder hammers. There's no power fists. There's no plasma pistols. The only thing they have, surprisingly, is only the Grenadier bits. Right. But I don't think they're going to be out for very long. I, I don't think that they're going to be in stock for very long. Right. The sergeants are the special parts. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of which, let's go ahead and jump right into the operatives. Oh, yeah. The, the way you can build them. So, their archetype for the Intercession Squad kill team, they can take security and seek and destroy. Seek and destroy, pretty good. Security, incredible. If yes. not the best archetype in the game. Absolutely. It's it's very easy to perform a lot of the stuff, whether it's going forward, whether it's, you know, maybe not taking as much damage or just holding a position. So yeah, it, I wonder if they're going to make any changes to these in the annual. Maybe, or they'll give you new archetypes. If they give you new archetypes, that would have to reset a lot of things. Maybe not. Maybe maybe changes. Because I, right. I currently think that security is the... Or they the, could add to those archetypes. They could. I think it's the easiest to perform right now. You can and get a lot. Here's the thing. No NGW. I'm sorry. Uh, if they change the archetypes at all, they're going to sell a new card set, which everyone would then go out and buy. So, I mean, hopefully they don't. Hopefully we get to keep them because security is awesome. So I'm quite, uh, quite excited that these guys have security. Seek and Destroy, like you said. It's good. And the way that these guys, how I've been testing them out myself, they do play aggressive, which kind of works in favor with Seek and Destroy. Mm-hmm. They're intercessing into things. Exactly. Intervening. Intervening. Intercessing. Intwining? No, that's not right. That's no. with an E. That doesn't even have an I in it. Mm, it's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> well, anyways, so in the operatives list, you can take two different kind of teams. Of course, you always have a roster of 20, so in, realistically, you could take everything on this list. Yeah, we'll go over that. I've, I've written down a list for that. So you can take the one intercessor squad operative, which can have the assault intercessor sergeant, and followed by five other intercessor, just regular assault intercessors if you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's totally an option. Yeah. Then you can also take an intercessor sergeant, just the regular classic. You know, he's got a bolt gun, and you can take six of those regular guys with bolt guns, or you can mix and match. 
Absolutely. You can have just the assault sergeant and then five regular guys, vice versa, any kind of combination you want to pick. Yeah. Of course, with specialists being the grenadier and the gunner, which has the grenade launcher, you know, noob mm-hmm. tube, boom. But that's it. That's that's pretty much the gist of your specialists. You're not going to have any more. I think if they added a comms guy to this team, this team would be S tier for sure. I, I would have loved a little comms guy, like maybe a, a guy with an Auspex rule or something. Yeah, I think I think that these guys are already really good. I think the the coolest thing is is that they released this team for free. Yeah, that was that was amazing. I mean, it definitely helps that this is the one of the most popular armies. So yeah. most people probably have these models lying around. Exactly. So it's easy to just like I already have them. I can play the game now. Yep. And they are not bad. They are actually very, they're very good. <laughs> they're good. So I think that that's a really cool thing. Is that we've like I said we've been complaining about this team. These teams. Oh yeah, for it was a one year. of the first ones I played right as the game started. And yeah. I knew they were bad. And they're just terrible. And the fact now that they're so good, I'm still going to believe it's because we orc manifested it into it, right, into being. But um, you can uh, you can thank us and all the tests, the yeah. people who test played it. Yeah, way yeah, way before us. But you know, we we, we, we thought of it, it the day before. We manifested. We it. We manifested it, hundred percent. Like I woke up the next day, I was like, no way. <laughs> I prayed to the emperor, and he listened. Was it the emperor or um... who's that dude that runs games uh, kill team now? I have no idea his actual name. They just did a whole bunch of engage articles and uh, and an interview with the warcom with him today but you, i don't, I don't remember you, his name you'd have me on that one i wouldn't know it yeah it would have been nice if i knew his name but i don't but that guy heard my prayers and released it and so. he was like we're gonna make this happen for yeah, this kid absolutely written same day published no play testing <laughs> obviously because these guys are broken even so, though with thanks to the first claw and the gretchen revolutionary committee for yeah. their additional play testing services yeah <laughs> what's 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 fascinating is i went down to to the oc and i was talking to a group of six guys and they all thought these guys were super busted and that they were thinking about banning them and i was I like i think they're not busted no that's I think but, they're just really great yeah i think they're really good and i talked to them and i was like well firstly they thought that you could take all of their chapter tactics, they could just take March at Zel- Zealotry and Discipline of Iron, and they just got everything. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. We'll, no, we'll no. get into that in a little bit. But yeah, yeah but, that would make them too strong. So I, I wish. Like, I was like, I was like, actually, yeah, you can't do that. And they're like, oh, okay. So, and then we talked about it a little bit more and stuff like that. Because here's the thing. It's like, they basically get 12 activations, right? For shooting or close combat. Right. Which equals out to be, you know, close to vet guard standards and stuff like that of 14 activations total. So are they broken? No. Are they good? Yes. Are they great for beginners? Yes. And I think that's one of the best things about this team. Right. Which is is going back to the whole how Space Marines should be. They're very easy to pick up. You can make some mistakes. You can you can do a lot of damage with them, too, if you're good at it. So it's I'm excited for it. I'm happy that it came out. I am so excited. Let's move on to the Tech Ops. They got three Tech Ops themselves. You have your Classic Shock and Awe, which was one that they had in the Compendium, if I remember right. It's pretty good. You have to... If it's not the exact same, it's very similar. It's very Yeah, if it's not the exact same, it's very similar, but I believe this is the same. All you have to do is just take over a point that an enemy controlled. Yeah. So you're like taking over it, and you know you get it. So it could be good if you, if you expect, like on, on big... Missions that, requ- that have a Seize lot... Seize Ground. Seize Ground is a good one. Domination. Is another good one. Like, anything where you have to go take your opponent's side, like, you're just going to score this in addition. Yeah. So I think it could be even good for loot and salvage, because technically you have to control the objective in order to loot it first. 
So if you can run up and then take it over for somebody, like if they just have a one singular, singular two VAPL on it, but then you're almost like wasting a guy. But I do think that shock and awe is by far their best chapter tack op that they have. Yeah, because then you move on to Champion of Mankind, which is a little harder since a you have to harder. have... It's a lot harder. Well, yeah, you have to have one guy who just mm-hmm. does so much more work than the rest of your team. Luckily, yeah. you get a picket later, so you don't have to commit to it right away. Yeah. But that can be harder, especially if it that guy gets can. murked. Absolutely. And then, like, now you don't have him anymore. Yep. 100%. Oh, that's your... Tra- oh, I'm, I'm going to kill him. Right, because, like, you have to reveal it at some point. So, like, once once they know, that could be like, I'm just going to target them to make them lose it. Yeah. Then you have Indomitable Superiority. Wow, is this one hard to get. But if you can get it, you deserve to win. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like a win. If you're already winning, you're going to you win, win hard. harder. Like, your enemies can have objectives. Yeah. You know, that's how you get one point. And then if there's less enemy operatives in the kill zone than there are friendly. So pretty much you're in a team of six if you had to play against, like, horde teams. Okay, this could get harder. Because yeah. most of my games against hordes, there's still, like, I don't know, seven dudes left at the end. Except when you tabled the Void Dancers the other day. That was different. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't take Indomitable Superiority, and he was a new player, so he was still learning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I'm not, I don't count that. He's learning. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, this one's insanely hard to get. If you want to take it, you can. Honestly, I would just say take security. Security's great. Yeah, Shocking off if you want, if you feel like. You can take all three security. You can take Seize Ground. You could take Hold the Line. You could take Plant the Banner. You could take a whole bunch of stuff. And if you want to throw in Shock and Awe. That's, that's you could good. do that as yeah. You, that's why not your all comers list. Easy, easy tack ops right then and there. Right, so it it, it promotes just the play of the game. You're gonna probably get it. You'll yep. own the center. You'll own a piece of terrain. You're gonna make it happen. Absolutely. And then no one's gonna be in your back line. Like yeah, I I think seize ground is difficult with GW terrain because sometimes like the Chalneth terrain is freaking huge. So sometimes it's not necessary. Seize ground isn't always viable on right, every terrain your setup. Could try to get it too. If yeah, yeah. But then it's 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 easier to take on like um, Knockman, right? Because their heavy ter- their heavy yeah. terrain is smaller. But if you take it on on Morok, like heaven forbid. <laughs> yeah, the good whole luck. Large piece <laughs> is the is the thing. Yeah. So it you know before you you take certain things, know what terrain you're going to be playing on and stuff like that and then kind of go from there if you're playing with the the luster's workshop terrain which we play with um it 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 does it, it can also be difficult depending on the, the map setup yeah generally i i usually can find a pretty good point when i'm playing again on that so it's, yeah. it's usually one i see most of my opponents take if they can take security yeah like a lot of legionnaires take security yeah when do. i play against them yeah because it's i mean it's it's, it's, it's one of the one. easiest yeah. one of the and easiest center control hell yeah yeah absolutely well, let's move on to abilities. Now, this is the big one. This is the part where at first you're like, Space Marines are pretty good, but then you read the abilities, and it just pushes them that extra mile. Yeah. Now, there is no wrong answer, but we have our own things of what we think is good. We sure do. And I'm going to have Dakota go first, so that way I can feel better about myself when I judge his list. Yeah, you can His judge. choices. You guys can judge me. Um, I've only listened to Glasses. Because it came out last week, right when it came out. Right. I ha- the Killzone podcast did just drop their thoughts on the Intercessors, the Intercession Squad, but I didn't want to listen to it until after this because I don't want to be tainted with their Xenos minds. Okay, praise the Emperor. When I first looked at it, I really liked, I've always really liked Stealthy. I feel like a lot of, at least in Glasses and a few other people, they really shrug off the shooty list that the Space Marines can bring. And I, it's not necessarily that I think the shooty list is better than a mixed list or that they're better than the assault intercessors. I just think they have huge play. And I think that stealthy, which is each time a shooting attack is made against this operative, 
in the roll defense attack dice step, if they're in cover and more than six inches away from the active operative, you can do one of the following. You can either retain one additional dice as a, as a successful normal save as a result of cover, or you can retain one dice as a, success, a successful critical save instead of a normal save as a result of cover. So what that does in a shooty list, or even in a close combat list, is that you can remain engaged and relatively have your guys be mostly safe. So you could be going against vet guard, vet guard hit on fours. So typically they're probably only going to hit statistically, they're only going to hit you twice. This is going to block two automatically. And while you're engaged. And that's from a vantage point, that's from anything. And if they get lucky and they hit you with, a, with an extra one, then it's like, okay, well... I'm still engaged, so I can still overwatch, because that's the big thing that you want to do with these guys is that you want to overwatch, right? Because there are ways that you can shoot four times with one model in this list, and we will get to that. But I feel like stealthy is really, really strong. But here's the thing. There are armies who ignore cover. So if you're going to take stealthy, you have to know who your counters are going to be. Grey Knights have a, have a spell that ignore cover. I found that out by teaching someone this past weekend. I played Tyranids. He played Grey Knights. And he literally took the Emperor's Eagle and burned it to every single one of my, my, my Tyranid corpses. He almost tabled me by turn two. So if I was to take this team and I took Stealthy, because you have to remember when you're taking this to a tournament or you're taking this somewhere else, you have to choose one from under each category, right? So you yes, you could take Rapid. You could take Aggressive. You could take two from a total of these choices. Correct. And that's in your roster. So once you select this, it can't change. Yes. So Stealthy, I would probably take because I think that it has play into most teams. But if I know that they have operatives that can ignore a cover or they have a lot of models that can do that, right, then I might switch it. And I think that their switch is also still pretty good. By the way, you switch using a command point mm -hmm. at the beginning of the game. Yeah, and that is called, it's a tactical ploy called Adaptive Tactics. So you already know what they're bringing and all that kind of stuff, so you can really make your judgment call then and there, right? So like against Tau, this is good, because they can't really, you know, Yeah, you might want to have, because they're going to shoot you more, so you might want to have the cover. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that you can have more operatives safely and engage and not worry and not have to worry about RNG dice. You don't have to worry about it. A lot of people are saying that hardy and durable are pretty good or durable especially. I think that you're going to maybe get two to three extra health points throughout the game, which could be okay. But why do that when you could just straight up ignore damage with stealthy? You could literally just ignore shots. And like if you would roll bad because your dice are turning against you because Zinch is there, whatever, and you're rolling a lot of ones or something like, and then you accidentally lose an operative because, because you can't roll an extra save. Like this still could be good if you're playing that aggressively. Cause I think the best way to play these guys is aggressively low and short. I think stealthy is really good. If you have to spend a CP, you can always put it into mobile. Mobile is really cool because you can do a lot of stuff. So if you get into close combat, you can always fall back and still shoot and do something else be uh, like sh you can shoot you just double shoot yeah you could double shoot with a normal guy you could do also you could fall back i don't think you can fall back and dash but you could you could fall back pick up an action 
and shoot somebody with your bolt pistol, right? Especially if you're low on health and you didn't want to fight that operative again, right? right? If you're playing an assault version yeah. of the team. So mobile is still super good. And then Raider is amazing. So this operative can perform a charge action while within engagement range of an enemy operative. This does not act like you can't charge somebody, wait, and then charge again and be safe. Right. The only way that you can charge again is... if is you have a, a friend if next you have to a, you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just remember that. Uh, in addition, each time this operative performs a normal move action, it can move within engagement range of an enemy operative, but it cannot finish its move there. So think about this. Your bases are bigger. Right. If the enemy does not position correctly, you can still move past them and then shoot somebody that they're trying to keep safe. Or if safe. they did position correctly because they want you to not walk through them. Exactly. So, like, when I'm playing Vet Guard, that's a scary one for me because if I'm trying to keep my melted gun safe and I think, okay, I'm six inches away, I can pop them out next turn, something like that. And if your guys have Raider, I have to think again where I place my guys because you could just move around my guy within engagement range and then move up to the guy who's in the open and shoot the Melta, right? And that's, that's, a, that's a big deal because now you have the board control. You have the threat over your opponent bec- just because you took this tactical evasion. So while Stealthy is really good, depending on who you're playing into, you can always switch it to Raider or Mobile. So that is, I feel like, a really good... I like movement. So that's what I'm always going to go with. Why not go with rapid? So that's my other one. Ah, so you would have a double. Okay, so you'd have both together. So my second one is rapid. So the first one is going to be stealthy that I can turn into raider or mobile, depending if I want to run like an, an aggressive list. Okay. And my second, my first one would be rapid. Now, if I didn't want to do rapid, I could always change that one instead to aggressive or dueler. I have a really cool theory about dueler. Um, which is actually pretty interesting and I think could work great into legionary. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to our sergeants because I have a list, all this stuff, but all right. Um, while I think gene rot is good, I don't know if it's going to provide enough for me to say that I want to take it while durable would probably be my, believe the best one there. Yeah. It's definitely my, probably my third pick. Right. Or for a specific tree, it's the best in that tree. I don't know if I would take it. But that's the greatest thing about these guys, Dragomo, is you can play them in so many different ways. Right. There's no wrong answer to any of these. You can literally have so many different play styles and play them that way. And that's why they're exciting. That's why they are fun. And that's why they're so fun and engaging for new players and old players alike is because they are that extra, that extra bit. I think Discipline of Iron is also pretty good i think if you want to run a shooty list if you want to bring one assault intercessor and four uh five shooty guys which i think is viable 100 percent is viable i think that you bring them with stealthy and deadly sharpshooter or one of the other ones or you bring those two specifically and then you can switch, switch to the other them. two yeah yeah um a lot of people don't like Deadly Sharpshooter. I think, it's, I think it's okay. I think it's fine. It buys you insurance, just in case you might not be able to do enough damage. Let's say you're playing against Custodes or some high-end thing. Then at least I did a Mortal Wound. That at least I'm, I'm slowly withering you down. Against Death Guard? Switch it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Mortal Wounds, they're, they're going to save they, they have the five up, feel no pain. So like, there's no reason to have this. In our local meta, Death Guard are a big thing. They're so if they're, if they're a big thing in your area, Deadly Sharpshooter is not the way. 
Okay. It is like if, if you are if you are the Mandalorian, it is not the way. Okay. Yeah, in that case I'd probably do methodical against them. Yeah. So, um, Jock, what are your two favorites? So when I first was playing them, I started out right away in the Martial Zealotry with Aggressive, and then I started right away Discipline of Iron in Deadly Sharpshooter. That was the first time I tried them out. Mm-hmm. Aggressive aggressive owns. Yes. Getting getting to have Relentless when you charge. Yeah. Especially great. with Assault Intercessors who can fight twice. Like it, it was great. You're gonna kill an orc in two hits. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much never lost a combat unless if they use just a scratch. But yes, you're typically going to kill an orc. Yeah, and you sure if they're doing that on a regular guy, go for it. Whatever, yeah. I'm still in combat with you, mm-hmm. and then I get to fight you again. Yeah, because so, you get five attacks. Uh, they're hitting. They they do four or five damage with the chain swords hitting yeah. threes. So if you crit once, you crit twice, and it does ten damage. They have ten HP. They're dead. Right, so they're going to have to go just a scratch. All right, on my next fight, I'll do it again. Yep. And then you're fine. Yeah, because you can fight twice. And then I like Deadly Sharpshooter because at the time when I was, I was doing the list I had built, I wanted to have some backup just in case to do a little more damage, and it worked all right. There was a time I rolled four sixes, which was great. Four mortal wounds was cool. Um, he died anyways. There's no way surviving. And that's where I was kind of noticing, well, if I'm rolling four criticals anyways there's a very good chance i'm just gonna win it anyways true and it, it's okay so now the more i'm I'm kind of less leaning to deadly sharpshooter i'd probably go still in the martial zealotry because i like that i can jump to rapid if i want to have the extra inch of movement added to my guys it's so good it's just very good like you just can't go wrong with it i do it every time i do it literally almost every single turn on vanguard right it's like using phobos with vanguard yep like just adds the one to the move plus they get an, ignore a lot of terrain issues mm-hmm. and so it just the the speed is incredible and then i've been looking more at durable because i like running close combat guys i am gonna get hit yes there's a very good chance my guys are gonna get hit so getting a little less damage is nice Unyielding is all right if you want to add the one, but as we've already mentioned, durable kind of gives you more wounds because you're getting protected a little more. Yeah, in, absolutely. In that weird sense, unless if you're getting hit by plasmas a bunch, like it, it you're you're going to say, durable is better than unyielding in in pretty much every way. Exactly, and then hardy hardy's fine. You have uh, lethal five saves. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you have hot dice, cool, but hot. Dice shouldn't be rolling hot. You're throughout a tournament. You're gonna have one game that you roll good. You're gonna have another game that you roll bad. That's why Death Guard are good because they have less RNG. They have less RNG, and durable stops that RNG, and that's why it's really good. Right. It's why a lot of Legionnaires take Nurgle because they take one less damage from things. Yeah, Just which like I extra. dislike. I would play Corn. I personally, I'm, I'm with you. I, I am not disgusting. Video, I was a Corn fan the whole way. I, I wanna, am not resilient. I want to hit stuff. With I my axes. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Yeah. Well, yeah, that kind of sums up our chapter tactics. And again, you can only take two. You can either double up on one subcategory. You can take one from each subcategory. So then when you use the stratagem, you can pick one from one of the categories that you chose from. So if I chose martial zealotry and I chose aggression, I can spend the one CP to change between either dueler or rapid. And then if I had general resilience for my other one, I can choose to do one from there. And it's only one, though. So you got to decide that. Yep. That, that's very important. But anyways, let's move on to the rest of our, our um, strategic ploys yeah, and tactical strategic ploys. ploys. Absolutely. Now, this one, I Feel like Feel free to way... follow along with us if, uh, if you guys are listening or at home. Yeah, you can get it on the Warhammer community. It's still there. It's pretty accessible. Absolutely do so. And strategic ploys. Let's, let's pop into this one. I like this. This is straight up coming out of the 9th edition codex and 40K for Space Absolutely Marines. love it. Devastator Tactical Assault Doctrine. One CP, start a turn, you can re-roll one dice. That's cool. It doesn't have to be one, it can be any dice. Yep. 
in your attack. Turn one, you're using Devastator. Turn two, you're using Tactical. Turn three and four, you're using Assault, essentially. Now, generally, yeah, that's that's what they would want you to do. But the more I look at this, realistically, you're using Devastator two rounds, and then you're using Assault. Tactical's cool, but you have to be within six inches. So Tactical is great if you're running a bunch of Assault Intercessors. Well, this is where it gets kind of my beef. Because if you're already getting within six inches anyways, you're already kind of that close to shoot your pistols, Mm -hmm. you're probably just going to charge. Yes. I mean, I guess you could have the turn before for the setup, and then you'd have the charge. Yeah, that's true. Always remember that you can be already in close combat, attack twice, and then shoot somebody afterwards. Right. Or you can- If you're not in engagement. Or you can shoot someone and then charge and attack someone. And I think that shooting someone is always the safer way because they can't respond with in kind with damage. Correct. In the same way that you could in close so, combat. So while attacking twice in close combat, I think the majority of the armies, whatever they attack in the first turn is going to die. You know, vet guard, anything with eight, seven, eight wounds, anything they fight, they hit twice out of the five dice is dead. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take them out. Yeah, with 100%. assault intercessors. When you go with legionaries, Phobos, um, anything with uh, maybe orcs, anything stuff like with that. Eleven, ten or more, realistically. Yeah, I mean, fighting twice is for is for custodes. Fighting fighting twice is for you know the 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 warriors, uh, the Tyranid warriors with eighteen wounds. You're gonna kill those, or you kill two models at a time, or three models at a time with Angel of Death. But we'll uh, we'll get there. So yeah, so that's your doctrines, and then they have the, and they shall know no fear, which was a standard Space Marine one from the Compendium. I they like, changed it a little bit now, right? Yeah, I like it now that it's not baked into the data sheet and that you have to use one CP. Yeah, and it's fine. It's good. It'll work. All right, moving on to tactical ploys, we have adaptive tactics. We already kind of touched up on this one. This is where you can switch between which chapter tactic you wanted for your roster. Absolutely, yeah, during a tournament. Yeah, so it's perfect. It's pretty easy to use. You might use it once or twice. Hopefully, you pick the ones that you like and it plays with your team. Yeah, Uh, but let's move on to transhuman physiology. This was another classic one. This one is if you retain a regular save, you can transform it into a critical save, which is always nice, especially if you're behind cover. Works with stealthy. Works with just being behind cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, Works if you just make a save. It's cool. Then we get to the two most interesting of them all. Angel Angel of Death Death. and Wrath of Vengeance. So starting with Angel of Death, uh, you use this as a tactical play at the end of the firefight phase. You pick one of your guys. They can perform a free fight action. Now, we got the FAQs. Like, we talked to some people, and we confirmed you can have three fights. The way this works is if you take an, an, an assault intercessor who can natively fight twice, they fight twice, and then at the end of the firefight phase, you pay one command point, and they can fight again. So yep. you can really charge into just a group of people kill two guys, and then the last guy thinks he's safe. One command point later, and he's on the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> Another thing you can do is you can fight twice, charge, and at the end of the firefight phase, fight you can again. angel of death again. Yeah. Here's another thing you can do. Shoot. Take the grenader. Yeah. Move the gren- uh, You can throw the grenades, charge, fight somebody, and then fight a different person. Or you can... Um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. But <laughs> but the fact that you can just do a surprise fight action when they think they're safe, nah, they're not. So in a way, you could charge and then be like, I'm safe because I can't be hit right now, and then at the end of the firefight phase, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And that can be with any of your guys. Yes, that's... it doesn't just have to be assault. Obviously, it works better with assault, but you can do that with anything. In fact, that's going to be a, a, a theme you're going to notice is you can do all these abilities with pretty much everyone, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's regular intercessors or assault intercessors. 
And then let's move on to Wrath of Vengeance. Now, I just talked about Angels of Death, so go ahead. Lay, lay on Wrath of Vengeance for me and then you, tell me what you can do that's so exciting with him. So Wrath of Vengeance is that once an, in, uh, an operative is incapacitated, before that operative is removed from the kill zone, it can perform a free shoot action. Unless otherwise specified, that operative would be injured for this. So they're going to take it with injury. Correct. So check this out. You shoot twice, and then you overwatch, and then somebody comes up, kills your guy, use Wrath of Vengeance, and you get four, ta- you get four shooting rounds in one turn. Another thing that could happen, you could move up with your assault guy, you could attack twice, attack once, you could throw your grenade, move up, attack, whatever. And then let's say that there's no one else around him, and they kill him. Well, then he can turn around with his pistol or his normal gun, and then shoot somebody else with Wrath of Vengeance. You know, the fact that the thing that this team can do is even when models die, they can still punish you. Right, they can still get a kill out of you. Correct. So I think that the best way to, to, to play these guys is not ever to use CP rerolls. I, don't, I wouldn't use a CP reroll on any none, of these guys. Yeah. Because you're already using either one of the doctrines. So. Yeah. The shooting guys, you're going to take ceaseless. The, uh, the, the close combat guys, you're either going to take aggressive or you're going to kill somebody in close combat no matter what because you're hitting on threes. You do, you do too much damage or you fight twice. Like, there's no reason to reroll dice with this team unless if it's possibly for a really important save. Right. Save all of your CP for your doctrines, which I don't think you need. But if you did, then check that out. Assault doc- Doctrine. I got to reroll one dice for each of my dudes. I don't need to reroll dice anymore because I can reroll dice on all of my guys if for one yes. CP. Yes, I, I get where you're going. Yeah, or shooting or whatever. So save your CP for Angel of Death and Wrath of Vengeance. That Honestly, is my, they're just good. Yeah, that is my personal thought. Uh, maybe transhuman physiology if there's like a melting gun that went through or something. Right. So, you know, save it for those moments that you need it. That's where you're. That's where you're really going to use your CP. Very, very few. Oftentimes, you'll need it. I, I think I've rerolled twice in the entire time I've used them, and I've played a few games with them now. Yeah, I think that Angel of Death and Wrath of Vengeance is too strong to. to yeah, they're just not. really good things to have in your in your back pocket to just surprise your opponent with. Exactly. And now we're gonna move on to the funnest part of the whole thing. Yes. We get to talk about the boys. Boys, indeed. So my favorite thing about this list is that it brings back Kill Team 1 vibes. It has roster building in this list tremendously. Yes, there is a take-all-comers list. There is something that you would take the majority of games. Right. They're there is a safe list to take, right? But, but is it fun? Is that the, always the most fun to go with? Maybe but not. But there is some really cool stuff that you can do. Let's go over each model, and then we'll go over the lists uh, that I've, I've built. And you can go over yours if you have them. Let's have you go over the sergeant first. Sure. So if you look at the Assault Intercessor Sergeant, for the most part, they're the standard loadout. You move three circles. You have three APL, standard Space Marines, you know, nothing there. Except 15 wounds. That's the big one. They went up. All the Space Marines went up by one wound. So 14 on your standard, 15 on your sergeants, which is cool. Now, what I love about the the sergeants themselves is they are probably the most customizable character you have. Yeah, by and far. And especially the Assault Intercessor Sergeant. There is a lot you can take with him. There, there's a lot you can do. And personally, it's my favorite sergeant. This is the one I'd probably go with. But not to say I wouldn't play with the intercessor sergeant just because I could. There's some cool things you could do with that, too. A lot of cool things. So, you know, the, the two differences between those sergeants are assault hits better in close combat, 
the regular one hits better in shooting. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Pretty easy to understand. So it's it's awesome. It works well. The amount of weapons you can take with them is cool. And what I like is that they both have access to all the special close combat weapons. It's just it's just fun. Yeah. So you know your regular intercessor sergeant. If you charge him because you think, oh, he's probably not that good in combat, he can just have a power fist and just like merc your day. Yeah. You know, just like end your life. Yep. Or you know he takes thunder hammer, which is an interesting choice. There's 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 merit to it. I personally still still would rather have a power fist. So here's my thing about thunder hammer. There is a strategy that you could take Thunderhammer with. You could take Thunderhammer and Dueler. Yeah, that was going to be the one I would think of. Thunderhammer has stun. Anytime you crit, you automatically take a dice from an opponent away. With Dueler, each time this operative fights in combat, this is, this is one of the chapter tactics. Each time this operative fights in combat, in the resolve successful hit step of, the, of that combat, each time it parries a critical, with a critical hit, you can select an additional normal hit of your opponents to be discarded. So you run at somebody, you use your critical dice out of your five attacks, hitting on threes with this because it's a, it's a big weapon. You use your crit, all of a sudden you stun, you take another dice away. Three of their dice have been discarded. Right, so they're probably not fighting at all. Exactly. This is the most safest way to play close a close combat operative. But I do want to point out one thing. You have five attacks. So in a way, you would be throwing away some of yours. Mm. So there is the chance that you might not be doing damage, but you're definitely safe. Well, you have five attacks. You're more than likely hitting with three. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to use your crit to block. So now you've blocked three of their dice. If they have another hit, maybe they're going to block one of your hits and then you're only going to do five damage. But if they don't have another hit because you've blocked now three of their hits, which the majority of opponents only hit three times unless they have Relentless or something like that, right? Like Grey Knights and Zangors and stuff. Then you take your final two dice, which will do 10 damage, and you kill them. You have to roll hella crits, but yes, that, nope. is, that is something. They, it does 5-6. Oh, you're totally right. These are 5-6. It does 5-6. <laughs> it's nutty. So all you have to do is hit three times, one of which is a crit. You can block that. And bada bing, bada boom, my friend. Now, gen- um, generally, I prefer the power fist to just usually one shot most smaller characters. Agreed. I, I, I'm a fan. And brutal. Brutal's hard to combat. You know. I actually don't have the thunder hammer in my list because I don't think I'm going to be taking dueler. But I like that you a, have the option. It is a fun way to possibly surprise opponents. <laughs> so, if if you use your chapter tactic on it. Because you've tested it into it. Because imagine, imagine running this dueler in with the thunder hammer into the chaos legionary dude who does like five sevens on and stuff like that, right? Right, like, you're the, the leader, the the leader dude who like heals and stuff. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna neuter him. Right, he's not gonna be able to do damage. He's gonna back be to you. neutered, and then you're going to wreck his face with 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 ten damage, uh, or five. That's a, damage. that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then if he and then if he's like, oh well. I can do five damage back to you, and it's like, yeah, but I have more HP, so if we continue this trend... I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to win. And then, heaven forbid, you don't use the combat doctrine on this guy, and then you get to re-roll your dice <laughs> one of, of, your, of one of your, your misses of your five dice, and then you're like, okay, well... That's probably what, a good chance I'm going to hit anyways. What you going to do now, buddy? You know, like, I mean, it's viable, but it's viable for one model. So you really have to kind of play to that model but I still think it's pretty cool. It's cool that you can do it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then we can move on to the Intercessor Sergeant. Now, when I first saw the Intercessor Sergeant, it was probably my choice because of the equipment you could take. 
and I was I was doing this with Stalker Bolt rifles in mind, which at the end of the day they have they have the heavy roll, which kind of kills it. Yeah, it kills it. Just means you can't move, and you want to move. You only have six guys. You want to move with these this team mm-hmm. to go get your objectives, especially security. You're you're like controlling the center or getting to the end of the board. Yeah, and then so. if you have to move the guy, they don't have a secondary weapon. You know, like it's you put them up in a crow's nest. If you have to move them, then yeah, it sucks. Right. Oh, and I should mention with the assault intercessors, including the sergeant, they can fog twice. I know I've said it before, but that is on their profile. And then with the intercessor sergeant and the regular intercessors, they can shoot twice. Yeah. So that's that's baked in. I love that. Honestly, that just gives them a little extra push. You know, how many other teams can usually do two type of attacks actions without using a stratagem? Absolutely. Or a, a ploy. So, so anyways, back to the intercessor sergeant. I, I, I started doing that, and then I decided, take the bolt rifle, take one of their special equipments, and then t- take a few of their special equipments, and you got this guy who's, who's hitting hard on twos. But then someone pointed out, ceaseless makes it even better, because now they're rerolling ones. Yes. So they're they're never missing. Sure, they're not going to have P one to you know do one AP. But with how many shots you're getting and the fact that you shoot twice, you're gonna you're gonna take somebody out. You're probably gonna kill two models. Absolutely. And if you take deadly marksmen to do the mortal wounds, you're buying yourself insurance if they're behind cover. Mm-hmm. You're really gonna do some damage. Absolutely. I think that that is probably one of the most disgusting shooting profiles in the game. The fact that you get to shoot twice, and then you 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 give them the weapon. You give them the the what what is it called? The recluse reclusium bolts or whatever it's called. Yep, that to, gives do, to have their bolt weapons do one more damage. Four or five, right? You're never missing on any of your dice unless if right. Unless it's if very, the it's emperor a, hates very, you and very you, small chance. You 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 committed a, a heresy in your past. Double ones are a thing. People roll double. Yeah, ones. but then I've you get a reroll them again. A mistake. Well, double, not double ones. But if you roll double ones, double ones. Then I mean, you deserve to not right. You kill probably deserve to lose. I yeah. think. I think they're saying you're not going to make this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, it is the most. I think one of the most disgusting, reliable, shooting profiles in the game. game. And I think that that is why this guy has play. I think that the assault intercessor in general is quite possibly better in most case scenarios. He's a safer choice. I mean, there's a reason why on my list I have. Six different sergeants, right? In, you, in my twenty-man roster, need these loadouts. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about this army is that you have so many different ways to build them to play into different teams. You just got to be able to know what to do. And let's move on to the specialists now. So we got two specialists. You have the assault intercessor grenadier, and then you have the intercessor gunner. So starting with the assault inter- uh, intercessor grenadier, you have your standard shock assault that's built in chainsword. Cool thing, he's the grenadier. So he's bringing both your frag and crack grenade, which frees you up about five, uh, it frees you up exactly five EP. Yep. So you don't got to take it. And sure, some people will say, go ahead and you don't have to do that. You can give grenades. But then that means you can't take all their other stuff. And the marine stuff's kind of expensive. Very good, too. So, and it's very good and expensive. So you kind of want to take this grenadier so that you can free up those spaces. So really, you're playing with a team that has 15 EP, if you look at it this way. Yeah. He's just taken five of it. So yeah, that's that's him in a nutshell. Nothing nothing really crazy about that. I mean, he's a really good operative. I think that that model, that model is gross. And we should point out that heavy bolt pistols are P1. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that's always nice. really strong. That's just a cool bonus. Then you got the gunner. So finally, all those people who modeled... Back in 8th edition, their intercessors with the grenade launcher piece because it was free. It turned into one point, then it became a little more. So now you get to use that guy, and you get an auxiliary grenade launcher. Thank goodness. It doesn't I have, have the use. indirect rule, 
but it still is a grenade launcher. Yes. Same profile. Two four for frag, four five for crack. It, it and AP one it's good. It's good. So one thing to make sure is that when you do have bolter discipline, you can't shoot this twice. Okay. You can't you can't you also cannot shoot the grenade launcher in Overwatch. So he has a bolt rifle and an auxiliary grenade launcher. So you shoot your grenade, your bolt rifle first, and then you shoot your grenade launcher. You could do it the other way around, too. It all, all it says as long as one of those attacks is a bolt weapon. How I've read this as well is with the Wrath of Angel of Wrath or whatever it's called. You can you, fire the grenade launcher. You can fire the yes, grenade launcher. Yes, because it's not an Overwatch shot. Correct. So, yeah. So you are injured, but you will fire that one. And so it's just like a surprise grenade launcher. Yeah. It's good. And then, of course, he fights twice. He has fists. Never take the stalker bolt rifle. Usually take the auto for the most part. Unless you're doing this one other thing, which we'll get to uh, right now. Yeah, let's move on to the equipment. I think that the Vengeance class scope, I think, is a trap. Uh, I think you're wrong, but go ahead and give me your reasoning. It's 3 EP, mm-hmm. and I'd rather spend it on the Reclusium Blessed Bolts. I'd rather do the damage than get the, pl- than get the, the, the Lethal 5+. plus. I think that it has play into very specific teams. I think that it's good into Death Guard, Legionaries, other Space Marines, anything with a 3-plus save, I think that Vengeance-class scopes have a place in your team. If, you don't, if you're not playing against a team who has a 3-plus save, maybe a 4-plus save, uh, I think that you should skip on the Vengeance-class bol- bolts and go to Reclesium, the Reclesium Blessed Bolts Plus. I don't know why it has a plus there, but it does. I know. They always do the plus. You're going to see that on Auspex as well. Now, my counter to this is, at least in a team I play where I do three and three, uh-huh. I find that, and in my experience of playing Phobos, I find that having lethal five on a weapon is awesome. Obviously, I would love to have it on a sleeveless weapon where I can reroll ones, but generally, I'm going to hit with most of them. I mean, and if you I'm can, taking the you Devastator... Can, you can still put this on the Ceaseless Gun, and you're still going to... You can't put it on Ceaseless. You can put it on a Bolt Rifle or a oh, Stalker Bolt Rifle. Right. So you've got to take it on one of those. So, that's so you're going to get the P1, or right. there's no reason to take Stalker. You never just would take the Stalker. Just it's don't just, take no, it. it's just not a thing. Sure, it has a little bit better of a profile in terms of damage, but the, the fact that you can't move almost makes it... You never want this. Yeah. Almost never. Yeah. Sure, if you want to build it, again, there's no wrong answers, but I usually would recommend having mobility. This I w- is a game about mobility. I think that the only way that gun would be useful or viable is if it went up one in damage. So if it already was uh, a 4-5 damage weapon with heavy, uh, or it did you know, mortal wounds like it was an actual sniper rifle. Right, then there, there could be some yeah, talk for it. if it was an actual sniper rifle or it could fire from conceal, you know, or something like that, then it would be awesome. It would be a really cool weapon, but it doesn't. So right. it's, so it's just, just enough to kind of fall. But again, they can't just make one weapon too good. But in, in those teams where you're not playing a full gun list, because in a full gun list, I'm probably going to take bolts, just bolts. You know, because at that point, yeah, you're right. Absolutely, get as much extra damage as you can. But no, where, where but you... Reclesium Blusted bolts can also go on the bolt pistols. So your bolt pistols, who already have an AP one, or already have the P one, can still do four or five damage. Generally true, but for the most part, with assault intercessors, I'm charging in with the chainsaws. I'm not as worried. I don't think I've actually fired more than once with a bolt pistol. Oh yeah, yeah. I've every time I've just charged. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just making those charges is just super important. You want to get the two hits, and if not, you want to just be stuck with your opponent because. Once you get out of that, you, you might be in like peril just being in the open. But if you're stuck, 
<laughs> I think it's good if you have mul- if you're running into multiple people. So you could always shoot one guy and then charge a different guy and that, then attack that is him an once, option too. And then you possibly kill two models. Yeah, that, that is an option. Yeah, you're definitely right. But I I like it in a longer like if I'm just doing mostly intercessors, mm-hmm. regular intercessors. Then yeah, I'm going to take a lot of bolts instead of taking any scopes. Yeah, I because think... ceaseless with the, the extra damage is awesome. In a shooty list, you're taking between. You're probably taking two. I would say you could do even take three. I don't think you could take three because you want to take Auspex. You're right. You do want to take Auspex. You're, yeah, and if you take three, you're going up to nine, and then you're not going to have enough for standard stuff, so you can only take two. They they thought these rules out pretty well. Yeah, they did, they did some good <laughs> stuff. But generally, in a smaller list, I would stack one guy with Vengeance Class Scope and the Bolts, then I'd have a Gunner who's doing something separate, and then another guy who's just on his own, doing, yeah. his, doing his thing. And then... So you kind of have a guy who has like the strong weapon. You have a grenadier who still has a strong weapon. So in yeah. a way, you have two strong weapon guys. So in my list, I would take two Reclesium Blessed Bolts and and just skip the Vengeance class just because I'd rather have two models doing four or five rather than one one super powerful. What is that guy name in uh, Marvel? Deadshot. You got a Deadshot character. You know, I'd rather I have. I think that's, uh, I think so. Right. Bullseye? No, it could be Bullseye. Deadshot might be... I mean, a, if we just say DC, then you're just yeah, going with... Um, it might be a DC character. Deadshot might be DC. I you know, know DC better than I do. I do. Yeah. That's pro- that might be why he came up to my... <laughs> came, came up in my head, you know? Um, so we moved to... Yeah, Bullseye is Marvel. Deadshot is DC. Because I, I got, I got a mix of... I was yeah. thinking of Will Smith. So he's Deadshot. All right. So go. moving on. Uh, Tilting Shield. Tilting Shield's great. Uh, and you can take it Agreed. on a regular dude. It's mm-hmm. good against... Um, it's against a lot of things since it prevents any number other than six to become criticals and special rules. So like things that would turn relentless, like rending rules and transform a hit into the into an into a critical. Yeah. Like it stops that. So that's that's nice. It's great into Thousand Suns. It's great into any team who brings a lot of rending. Right. I mean, um relentless. Like uh it's great into the rending was the right word. You had the right word. Oh, yeah? Yeah, rending was the example they used. Yeah, so it's great into certain, whatever teams have rending. Right, when so. you can see, or even lethal five. Like, if you see lethal on there, you're thinking, like, oh, yeah. all right, yeah, I'm going to stop the lethal from going off. So now oh, yeah. they're just a little bit worse. Tilting shield's good for that. Yeah. Now, make sure, remember, it's only in close combat. Purity seal, okay, there's other stuff. There's it's a standard. Stuff. You could get one free command reroll. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. I wouldn't take it. This is definitely the absolute trap. Yeah, Auspex, I think, is so good, I'd probably take two. I would only take one, but that's more my action economy thing. Because mm-hmm. if I need to move double shoot, I'd rather not have all of, like two of my dudes not be moving. Yeah. That's, that's a personal thing. Because I'm probably going to slap this on a guy who has range. Yeah. Yeah, slap it on a guy who has range, or you could slap it on your, your, your grenadier. Because right, uh, you can do it through walls, too. You just need yep. to be within six. doesn't specify whether it's visible. You can either have the ability to, because you're visible, or if they're within six inches of you. Yeah. The they, reason, they, they're very specific on that. The reason why I would have two is because I think that you're going to be playing aggressive, and I, that's so useful that I wouldn't want, if, if I misplayed or if your opponent played really well and got rid of it early, that you wouldn't have another backup. But that's just me playing with redundancies. Redundancy is not bad. I mean, I get it. You, know, you, you cause the opponent to not have obscurity. And although they still have cover, they can't retain dice from cover. Correct. Which is actually an interesting word. So I'm sure there's going to be something that'll pop up later. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can't do. It costs one AP to do this. Now, if you look at the old Auspex scan, I believe you had to be closer range, and it costs two AP to do. Yeah. 
which just made it <laughs> worse. And I always said it needs to be one or else this is not if you're, useful. If you're going up against another intercessor squad, I would not bring stealthy because they could just bring a bunch of aspects and just turn it off and just turn it off. And that's, that's the thing is that you have to be aware of when you are selecting your, your, your chapter tactics, right? When to, when to change them. And combat blade is, I think, is pretty. It's cool. pretty good, like yeah. especially if you're building a lot of three, three, threes. For one EP, you just take the last part. You know, you just one more point, take it. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I think that I wouldn't build around it though, because you have assault intercessors which do way better. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for me, most of my lists, I have been seeing myself taking either two reclusium blessed bolts, um, and then two aspect scans or one uh blessed bolts two tilting shields two aspect scans um or two tilting shields and then combat blades or stuff like that which um is, which is an interesting choice because yeah. tilting shields i'd rather just have that on assault but you're gonna have the better weapon yeah so uh, i think aspect scans is still pretty good you could just take one and then take two combat blades but i'm for I've, done, me, I've done that before. Yeah, I've done that choice before. Yeah, for me, I'm sticking to those four items. Yeah, those are usually the best. For me. And then you you also take the scope, right? On I occasion. like the scope when you're doing it on... When you have limited amount of range dudes, you know, mm-hmm. regular intercessors versus assault. I, I want to have a few more high-powered assault in, uh, regular intercessors that are yeah. shooting from far, uh-huh. supporting my assault guys, because my opponent's probably not going to focus on the range as much. When they start seeing a bunch of chainsword wackos coming in and killing a lot of their dudes, that's true. And they do kill. Oh yeah. And then your sergeant has you. You could take the plasma pistol chainsword, which, by the way, is the only limitation on the build. If you take the plasma, you must take the chainsword. Correct. But you can do everything else otherwise. Yeah. But you know, if you, if you have a wacko with a power fist coming in and just like ending lives, or you know, mm-hmm. like you mentioned with the thunder hammer ending lives, they're probably going to try to take that guy out. Absolutely. So let's move on to lists. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quick I... mention on Frag and Crack. Okay. Uh, they're there. That's Don't it. take they're them. They're there. Take, take the, the grenadier. grenadier. Every, every turn. Every single turn. Every single um, list. Well, let's move on to your list. You had a couple lists you wanted to share. So I have a ranged list in case you want to play ranged or if you think ranged is going to be good into an enemy. I have a melee list. I have an all comers list. And then I have the, the small changes that you could make to each list. Which is awesome. Because so, you have 20 men. Yeah. So my 20-man squad, okay, is I take six intercessors. Okay, those are the dudes that can shoot twice with guns. Four of which have ceaseless. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I have the other two. I have with the, uh, what is that called? The bolt rifle with the P1. And the reason why I have two two guys with P1 is if I would take them possibly into Death Guard instead of having the Ceaseless. I think Ceaseless is still really good because you can still re-roll your, on average, going to take more hits. But I haven't playtested the bolts enough to be like, getting that minus one save is still really good into anyone who has... uh, Pretty much just Death Guard who get two armors. Pretty aids. much Death Guard. Maybe some Space Marines. You might want to take one. You know what I mean? Maybe. Against elite teams, yeah, because then you know you're reducing their damage. means they're going to get hit more. Yeah. Only on crits. But that guy, I might put the scope on. You know what I mean? Like, right. Then that's when it's worth it. But otherwise, yeah. I don't usually use the... The scope. Right. So, and then and then the, the gunner, um, the intercessor gunner, I always have one of him. Okay? So, and that is a total of, I believe, seven models. So for the other ones, I have four 
warriors plus one what grenade. kind of warriors assault or regular the assault warriors there you go um plus the assault grenadier which is five so now we're at 12 okay we're at 12 total and the reason why you bring four is case let's say you want to run a total of you know um all assault intercessors because you're a madman and you, you like don't want to bring the assault you don't the, want to bring the, the intercessor gunner, gunner for right. some <laughs> odd reason maybe like some, this new team this maybe it's like the breachers we ignore all blast weapons it's like okay well i guess i could just bring not a grenadier you know what i mean like so i guess there would be that if that special war comes out but who knows then we're going to get on to the the sergeants the sergeants and are big. This what, is, what are the sergeants you want to So take? I have six different sergeants, and that brings us to 18 total, uh, two, total guys. And then you can throw in two more different sergeants of your own choosing. Maybe the Thunderhammer guy. Maybe something else. So for me, uh, I would take my, my assault intercessor. I mean, my intercessor sergeant, the guy who shoots, I would always take the auto bolt rifle. Okay. Always. It's too strong to always hit on twos, re-rolling ones. That's true. I've agreed with you on that. Um, the other weapon is hitting on twos, three, four, P1, right? Which is... It's fine. It's okay, but you're still going to roll out of your eight dice. You're more than likely going to roll at least one or two. And if you're bad luck, you're going to roll five. And then guess what? You got to re-roll them all because you're a madman. And you're going to hit almost eight times, maybe seven times, most likely you're going to hit every time with reclusium bolts means you're getting eight shots out doing four or five damage. We really ones. Oh yeah. 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 So you're going to, you're going to hit eight times doing four, five damage. You could do 40 damage with this character. If you get insanely lucky, 40 damage with this character. Let me repeat that one more time, guys. Four, zero, four, zero damage. With this character. That is if they fail all their saves. But that's still besides the point. The, fact, the that, fact that you could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is crazy. In it's, kill team. It's overkill. But. Yeah. You're definitely going to merc two guys. Yeah. I they're, mean. They're dead. I mean. You're, I mean. It's great into custodes. It's great into a whole bunch of stuff. And heaven forbid you give this guy aspects too. And you see that custodian. He's hiding behind something. And you shoot him anyways. And he's dead. All right. So it's really. Well it doesn't really, let you shoot through walls. It just lets you ignore their, their cover. Their cover. And they're not yeah. obscured. And they're not obscured. Right? So it's basically like you get a free spotter for one AP. Yeah. You know? So you already have them somewhere, spotter them out, shoot them twice with aspects, good to go. Whoever, that, that custodian is dead. Now they only have three. Right. Okay. Um, so he's always going to take that if you ever take this guy. And then one rendition, you take power fist. One rendition, you take power weapon. Which is a good idea. Yeah. So power fist is great. If you want to kill somebody in one shot or if you're going against heavy mechs, right? So if you want to kill a guardsman in one hit, you hit him crit one time, seven damage, they're dead. Purpose, they, yeah, they're gone. They don't, get a res- they don't get a strike back. Bada bing, bada boom. It's, it's, it's over. Unless you're fighting their sergeant. If you're fighting against um, Harlequins or whatever, I mean, seven damage, they're down to one. One more hit, they're dead. I mean, Power Fist is just really strong. I would probably run the, the power weapon into Harlequins. Because you're not going to kill him in one hit. Right. So you may as well get a few more easier hits and then they're going to die. Lethal five. Yeah. And this guy, he hits on threes. So in general, you're going to hit, um, you know. You're more likely to get criticals. Yeah. You get four attacks. So you're going to hit two to three times, right? Possibly two crits. So uh, that is my two 
uh, sergeants. And, yep. Yeah. And then the four different assault intercessors. I have one with a hand flamer and a power sword. Okay. Specifically going into Worm Colt, going into Vet Guard, going into any any team. It's, Craft Worlds. That likes to kind of stack together. Has where 12 you can, you models. Can get the flamethrower off really well. Yeah, 12, 13, 11 models, 14 models, things that you think that are going to be really good. Zangors, these are good. In, flamers are good into Zangors. Yeah, it's six inches. Yeah, you know, you, you're going to want to fight twice. But hey, if you see a clump with them, I mean, typically you're not going to shoot unless if you bring the power, the power weapon, right? But um, the, the, the plasma pistol. But like, if you see somebody clumped, I mean, you still can do a butt ton of damage. You can start in close combat, get two attacks off, and still flame somebody. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So, and it's, while the flamers aren't great, they're good in, in the new Galadark, so that's something to consider. So if you're going to be building something, build something. If it comes with a flamer, you should build a flamer because you don't know where the competitive meta is going to go. You don't know uh, what your local scene is going to want to play. Maybe everyone loves this Galadark. Maybe everyone hates it. <laughs> right? So who knows? Um, and then my other one would be a heavy bolt pistol and a power sword. Again, the power sword is great into low wound count armies, right? Um, but you are, you're hitting more often. This guy hits on twos with it, with his power weapon. Right. And it's lethal, lethal fives. Yeah. Right. And it's pretty hitting, nice. It's, it's disgusting. And you're doing four, six damage and, uh, you're probably going to get at least two crits, right? And it, heaven forbid you take aggressive. And right. you're going to get you three crits. One of them, yeah. And you're like, okay, Mr. Custody, I just did 18 damage. I still hit with my other two. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to kill you in two hits. Oh, no, I have 15 wounds, my guy. I can survive. I can survive your two hits. And then you're dead. And I only have one wound left. But that's besides the point. Okay. Um, and no medic. All right. So, but... You take I still, I still think trading an assault intercessor sergeant for one custode is absolutely worth it because they're all just sergeants. Exactly, exactly. So my other two would be a plasma and the chainsword. Standard, pretty, pretty safe. I think the plasma, the plasma pistol is really good, but I think that people are hyping it up way too much. Yeah, it's, it's good. Plasma. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It just, it is what it is. It's really good. Into you can overcharge it. It's good into, into mech teams. Right, but guess what? Your chainsword isn't. It's not as good in the mech teams because it doesn't have any AP. So, what do you do? You want to take your guy who can fight twice and shoot once? You know, it's just why wouldn't you take your um, brutal power fist and fight twice? So, my other one would be a heavy bolt pistol and a power fist. And I think again, power fist does have definitely has its play. It has brutal, which is amazing. Brutal means that uh, you the enemy can only parry with your with crits and i during this podcast i basically talked myself into possibly taking the thunder hammer and duelist <laughs> because <laughs> you have a few more slots open right yeah, yeah i have so two more slots i mean i could why not you can make all the sergeants magnetize your sergeant magnetize the sergeant or better yet buy more space marines give more money to games workshop and um and then just make convert them all into uh, whatever you want and then build an amazing display board and then just have like 10 sergeants in a corner <laughs> the squad of sergeants, but you can only squad take of sergeants. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool that you get that flexibility. Yeah. I like that. That was fun. Yeah. So going on, moving on to the actual range list, uh, you're gonna take your, you're gonna take three of your intercessors, um, or four intercessor shooty guys with the ceaseless, 
you're going to take the gunner, the intercessor gunner. You're going to take the, oh yeah. So you're going to take three shooty guys. You're going to take one intercessor gunner, the dude with the, the grenade launcher. You're going to take the assault grenadier. Yep. And then you're going to take your shooty captain. Okay. And then you have basically four guys who shoot and one guy who's going to run up the middle and kind of, I mean, they can all move up. They, especially if you take stealthy, they can all move up and be an engage and still get off um, other things while retaining two dice. Right. So it's really strong. You move into melee. Um, you're going to take, you know, four, uh, three of the intercessor guys, one of the gunners uh, with the grenade launcher. Once again, the grenadier, just, to, just the, those two are always in my list, okay? And then you're going to take the Assault Intercessor Sergeant. Depending on what you're playing against, choose whichever one you think is going to be best. Power Weapon, the Power Fist, or the Plasma Pistol. You'll see your opponent. Chainsaw. You know what you're going to go up against. Yeah, yeah. If you look at their wounds, look at how much damage you do. You want to kill them in one to two hits max. Um, and then let's move on to the All Comers list. All Comers is that you're going to mix them, right? So you're going to have... Which I think is the best even regular it's yeah i think it's definitely i think the other two have play but i don't think that they're going to be as viable as the all comers list absolutely your all comers list uh you're probably going to take three or two shooty guys okay uh you're going to take the gunner and the grenadier and they're going to take let's just say two more warriors right so now you have three uh three intercessors actually just one warrior and you'll take the intercessors, the assault sergeant, or you can take the shooting sergeant. It all depends on, again, what you're going to fight up against. Um, and then any small changes, the small changes are mostly like, do you bring one extra shooty guy? Do you bring uh, a different sergeant? Do you want to be more aggressive? So while I think that the, the newcomers list, I think glass did a pretty good job on his newcomers list. I think the, Newcomers list is very standardized. You can do anything, and no matter what, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be deadly, and you're going to threaten your opponent. Absolutely. So, uh, unless if you take stealthy into a team that can ignore stealth, right? Don't you're still going to be threatening. You're just not going to have all your abilities. That's (laughs) all. (laughs) Just just be careful, okay, my guys and girls. Um, but those would be the lists. So. What about you, Jock? What do you think about those lists? I think two of them sound very fun. Yes. Two of them, like, if you want to just have a good time and you've, you'll you do pretty well, so you won't feel bad if you if you get tabled or something, or, like, you you know, you lose at the end. But definitely the the mix, which is what I've always advocated for, is the same thing with, like, Phobos. You want to mix the three types mm-hmm. of Phobos. You want to mix the two types of intercessors. You want to have the flexibility of getting close and then you want to have the I have a few guys who shoot in the back or supporting my guys as they're getting into close because again this team regardless of how you do it whether you're even playing stealthy you know you're never really playing cagey in this team this team is always they know what they're doing they're going forward and they're killing the enemy very different than Phobos yeah that's literally how they play they always go forward although you could you could run them and try to do cagey but you should commit to going forward and hitting your enemy agreed it's very easy to do and it works so, speaking of all this Phobos, how do these guys stack up to Phobos? Since you play a lot of Phobos. A lot of Phobos. It's all I've been playing since I jumped in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phobos are harder to play. Much harder. Because they're more unforgiving if you make a mistake. You have 12 wounds on average. You know, your sergeant has 13. 
So if if you mess up somewhere, that power fist that your opponent has is gonna it's gonna end your life. Mm-hmm. But they can play KG. They don't have to commit, and they still have recon. So thank God they have recon or something. <laughs> but but anyways, with with them there is there is more customization in Phobos. That's not as straightforward as with the regular intercessors. The intercession squad is more a little more straightforward. You know what you're going to take. Yeah. This one, there's times where do you want to take a mind layer? Do you want to take the veteran? Do you take the only thing you almost never take in Phobos is a Vox caster. But everything else, or the Vox Vox disruptor, whatever his name is, I, yeah. just, I never take him. Vox guy. The Vo- the Vox guy. The comms guy you take, yeah. not the Vox guy. But anyways, yeah, the Phobos are just a little harder because there's there's a lot more synergies that happen. Where this one, there's not a lot of synergies. You know, Auspex is kind of like your biggest synergy. You turn off one thing, and then I guess a guy can shoot them. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, a, a lot of the time, you're you're gonna have your commsman do. All right, I I laid the mine, then he runs over here. Commsman tells him to blow something up, or you have your. I know this guy is probably gonna die, so I have my medic nearby to go ahead and heal him up. Uh, I have vanguards. So I'm running over the board, and you know, using these abilities to move through with, with double hitting. Phobos are way faster. They're much faster, yep. but at the cost of they're they're squishier. So be mm-hmm. careful. You can't always make that exact hit. Like with with intercession, I can run up with my fourteen wounds with my chainsword and hit, or I can run with my sergeant with fifteen and with a lot know, more confidence. With a lot more confidence that I'm going to survive. Yeah, especially because the chapter tactics, which you don't have in Phobos. No, you just get specialists, mm-hmm. which is more fun. I kind of like the gadgets. Honestly, it's it's a fun setup for me. It really is, and I th- I think the Reaver is like the most standout. Oh that, yeah, the Reaver you can is fight twice, five attacks. Their their weapon already does what four or five, right? Four or five with their knives. So yeah. they're they're bringing the chainsword profile with a knife. Yep. So they're they're very good. Yeah, and do but, they have any balanced or anything like that on them, or do no, they not get anything? Just, so they're just, just basically just chainsaws. Just That's okay. it. Yeah. yeah, you're still going to kill most things. So, so overall, Intercession is the better team to play if you don't want to do, if you don't want to have a whole lot of mental load. You just want to know, like, you know what you're going to do. They know how they rock, and they have the best archetype to pick from, which security. You're going you're gonna to pick them. That's the easier route. And most players who play Phobos probably also own the other Space Marines already. Yeah. So you're gonna, you have the option to play both. I think Phobos is a lot more fun, though. When you yep. get off those combos and, mm-hmm. you, and, you, and you're able to pull them off, do you, you think feel they have so a, much cooler. Do you think they have a higher ceiling than this team? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. The Intercession is definitely a, I'm new to this game, what's a team that I won't totally get bodied and I can have a good time with? Yeah. And for Masters, though, it's the, how can I do this even better? Yeah. But Phobos has a lot more of a fulfilling thing, in my opinion. Okay. I feel more fulfilled when I get to pull this thing off. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a crack squad of teammates figuring out how to actually do the mission yeah. versus the elite guys who are running in and just killing everybody. Yeah. They're the shining armor. These guys are doing the gritty work. They're X-Men. These guys are X-Force doing so, dirty work. Yeah, there you go. See, one thing is is that I have noticed, because I've been the TO at all the events so far, is that you with the Phobos definitely have a really str- they, Our tournament scene has a big counter into Phobos. Yeah. It seems like Phobos struggle into Death Guard. Punching into armors, any, anything where they can prevent the damage that Phobos can do, because Phobos aren't doing as much damage. Yeah. Save for maybe your, like, saboteur. Yeah, and I still think that we should maybe play a game and try running more Reavers into it to see if that happens. I'm sure there's a way to do it. Yeah. I just haven't cracked that code yet. And that's the other thing that's fun with Phobos, is you get to figure out those, I yeah. can do this, where with Space Marines, there's a little bit more of an obvious choice to Agreed. pick against Death Guard. So when, when one thing that's interesting with this team is I don't 
see a weakness. The, yeah, there's not really a weakness. I don't see any team that is going to that's necessarily a hard counter. body them. Yeah. Maybe Void Dancers, maybe Vet Guard, because Vet Guard could possibly do more damage. But these, if the, once, the hard thing about this, about the Intercessors, is that once they get into close combat, when you have 14 models, they're just going to start chewing through your team. Right. And you're and not you going to be able to stop do it. damage fast enough. Yeah. And Especially if you take 14, Raider, so you can just charge wounds. into the next day afterwards. Exactly. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like they, these guys almost have as much wound as custodes. Yeah. So like, what custodes have is that they have, I get to shoot twice and fire twice, depending on how one I want to mm-hmm. choose. But having it built in, I was probably gonna just charge twice or fight twice, and I was probably gonna shoot twice with the other guys anyways. So that's already a clear advantage. Yeah. So, I think that these guys are gonna be pretty exciting on the tabletop. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see Phobos. And them base off, you know, see, 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 see what happens. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think Intercession would win. You think so? No, I don't know. Because these do, these do have a lot of wounds, and they do have mech, and if they choose the uh, durable, it they could be... They could survive be, a lot of things. They could be... And Phobos doesn't... They, you know, three, four profiles, not to, nothing to scoff at, but it's, it's nothing compared to, you know, like, I mean, four I don't or five e- damage with the bolts. I don't even know if a Reaver could take one of these guys out right away. I mean, maybe you did strike twice from the shadows or something, right, you maybe? Do, you have to do the strike, and then you hit twice and pray. You get five, five, you take one hit, and then you do five back at the end just to kill him. For, yeah, but that's that's, that's three that's three crits, my guy. Well, well, that's for the sergeant. Otherwise, it's two crits and a hit. True, true. Which, is, that's more I mean, doable. You might want to go after, the Reavers might want to go after the lesser close combat guys yeah pick on the guys who are only doing three four instead of four five yeah because yeah. the intercessors are then you want to shoot them <laughs> right <laughs> the, then at that the point i guys. put a mine layer and i stun them so i force them to be like less moving but then they have uh angels of death so all right didn't matter one cp i get to make a fight action yeah and, or i'm gonna shoot or oh you killed my guy with your reaver and you only have five wounds left i'm gonna fight again and he's dead and you're like ah. Oh, Cool. Well, you you get it, yeah. You uh, you get to yeah, you get to do shooting or something. Oh no no yeah, you, you get to shoot again if you kill from far. Yeah, sorry, you can't use death. Uh, the angels of death when you're dead. No, but, angels of death is after yeah. Yeah, after the firefighters. But yeah, I mean it's pretty exciting to see where these guys are both going to go. Kind of in the tournament scene, uh, these guys are definitely the hot sauce of the uh, of the scene right now, and I'm very excited. To I'm see happy them. for them. Yeah. Well, I'm mostly excited because at our last tournament. We had six chaos players. Six chaos legionnaires, man. Out of ten, ten people showed up to that one, right? So you had four, le- uh, three legionnaires, one Nurgle, and two Warp Coven. Hopefully, some of these guys will take some of those chaos guys and spread them out a little bit. They because... might make legionnaires players want to try it because legionnaires sort of have that similar thing with corn um, marks or with sorry with demon marks. Legionnaires are cool. They have so many cool. They have abilities. such cool abilities, and too. they can take a plasma. A yeah. dedicated plasma. Yeah, they have cool abilities, and I love them for that. But they yeah. don't got the wounds. They only got 12. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have 15. I tell right, because they're firstborns. Yeah, they, they are firstborns. They don't get Primaris. So moving on to what we think the next Space Marine release is going to be. Because they still have a couple more teams for... They do. I don't think we're going to see one for a while. Okay. I think we're not going to probably see heavy intercessors as much as I'd like them to at least just get one more AP to play better. I don't think we're going to see them. I think they're they're going to be in a bad place for a while. I would love to see 
a tactical slash space uh, slash scout squad. I would love to see something similar to the intercession squad, but you get to mix your tacticals and your scouts together. So tacticals would have 12, 13 scouts would have eight, nine wounds. Um, and I would love to see, you know, you could take a couple, you could take like four scouts or any, any combination with this. Right. Like they've done with intercession. Yeah. So maybe like, maybe space Marines take up two, two spots. Okay, when yeah, otherwise when, yeah. when scouts only take up one. one, that would make more sense because otherwise you would just want to take tacticals because they have all the same weapons, save for snipers that the other guys have. Correct. So you would take like one leader, and then you would take possibly like seven scouts or eight scouts, and then you would take, um, or you could take like five right. space they, marines. They definitely wouldn't let you take a scout sergeant if you're taking a if you're taking tactics. So you'd have to take a. Tactical sergeant. Yeah. So I think that that could be really cool because firstborn have by far the most versatility. They do. And I think that the thing that compendium struggles with the most is the fact that the tactical Marines don't have enough bodies to really do anything like, or also all the strategic extra stuff, right? Right. That's just been an issue. Yeah. Especially, so, yeah, they really don't want firstborn to have things. Exactly. humans only premieres. So if we look at it the way that Warp Coven did it, you know, you have your, you know, you have, you can take a certain amount of rubric Marines compared to Zangors. If you do this, if, the, if, if you have that same kind of balance between the two, that could be really fun and cool for, I think, the future of tactical Marines. I mean, I think before even Tactical Marines will probably get Death Watch. Oh yeah, Death Watch. Like, yeah, they they hinted that like keep your shotguns ready uh, in in into the dark. Okay, they showed the Death Watch guy, so I thought Ooh, maybe that could be a thing. That could be cool. I mean, they have a box. They have a flamethrower, and they're literally Call- named Death Watch Kill Teams. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the game that you know, shares, should shares probably the same actually game. yeah that should be the first that would board. be the one I would think would get the next one yeah that, the, the, exactly because they're firstborn that would be the firstborn team would yeah. be Death Watch. What would be really cool and really exciting actually is if that team you had to take one intercessor assault one intercessor. Oh, as a specialist, you can pick one of these ones. Uh, yeah. Primaris to be your specialist. Yeah. So you could take like each one of each Primaris and then you could take like the tactical Marines and you know, all those kinds of, you know what I mean? Right. Like, your specialist is one of the Primaris. Exactly. You could actually mix it up and stuff. That, that would could be, be cool. Cause then, yeah, you know, that, that would open up space for them to take a medic yeah. or something. If you take the, the, the Helix gauntlet guy, mm-hmm. you know, then that would open up the option for taking a, someone in assault. But then again, they have such good close combat weapons as it is. I, I could only see it for a few dudes. You know what shotguns could also be pointing to? What? Neophytes from Black Templar. Yeah. That would be cool. Honestly, that's a really good kit to pick up. If that's you a want really to play cool. Intercession, they, you get a lot of stuff out of it. Yeah, that could be a really cool team and stuff like that, too. So I'm quite excited. I am, too. We'll see where the, the future, what the future lies ahead. We'll for see Kill if team. they do more Warhammer community. I, I think this is a one-off. War, with the Warhammer community... I also think they're going to have to sell war- I mean, white dwarfs. They have to sell white dwarfs. Then uh, where else are they going to do them, you know? Yeah. This is where it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they're going to be putting out a bunch of like free teams, maybe they're going to update some stuff, but I foresee them putting more white dwarfs for sure. I think Grey Knights need an update. They also need an update. They deserve some love. Yeah. I'm all about the Imperials. 
But I mean, it's it's rough because Necrons need it. Necrons Nids need definitely it. need it. Nids need it. Like, there's a lot of stuff that is still is now being extremely outclassed. Yeah, there's like it, you're getting into the point where 40k it's sort of at. There's there's the definite win armies, and then there's the you don't play them; they're not good. Yeah, and this is sort of at the same place. Like, yeah. you gotta play the army of Verna- the what do they call the bespoke teams? Yeah, or like a handful. And I'm not even a handle, maybe like a pinch of teams from the compendium. Really yeah. just two. Like you could play compendium on compendium, you know, and then every custody player is going to win. Um, Death Guard is a chance. Yeah, Death Guard is actually strong now with the updates. And so is Craft World. Craft World's also pretty good. Yeah. So I think that there are... there the, Craft World. There are the outliers of the compendium teams that are still doing okay and they are doing well. Um. But I think like this, this update was so needed for Space Marines because I consistently told you they were the worst bad they were. I tried them once and they're just bad. Still, in fact, the worst team I think personally in the entire game is Gravis. Yeah. Two AP. Five models. They just move slow. 18 wounds. You can't move and shoot really. I mean, you can move and shoot, but you can't move and shoot the heavy bolter. You can only... Right, Dash they're just inches. a bad team. It's it's not a thing. Yeah, it's not good. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, Dakota, that ends the episode. It does. You want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I would love to plug our team tournament coming up. Uh, that's in November 5th and 6th. If you have a couple friends, come on out. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have painting competitions. Uh, I think that team tournaments are obviously by far the most fun because you just get to be there with a couple friends having fun, you win, you lose together, you drink afterwards, you eat afterwards. It's a good bro times and, and chick times. Chick, yeah. um, another thing I would like to shout out is that we are going to Strategicon on the first weekend of September. So if anyone else wants to go, you know, let's go. Let's support our, our local TOs and our local tournament scene in LA. and Let's build it up. Let's build it up, guys. We gotta we gotta catch up to the East Coast. So still want to be bigger than them just once. It's yeah, it's gotta feel cool. Yeah, we do. And now's the time to do it. Exactly. What about you, Jock? What do you want to put? What do you, What do you want to plug? Well, you can always find us on the stream. We do that at Luster's Workshop. You know, we're always trying to improve it, just getting a little better each time. Wednesdays, generally Wednesdays. Yep. And then you can find me on Instagram at Wargaming underscore Studios and on Twitter at Jock Plays Games. Let's go. All right. Until next time, guys. Later. Later.